Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm, delicious. Ah. Today is, say it with me, everybody, Friday, uh, July 7th. Hope you all have had a good week. Mine has been, well, actually, mine has been a great week, except for yesterday. I wanted to say it's been patchy, but it was just yesterday. It was not great. Um, I went and got my second shingles vaccine. So, like, you know, a month ago, or I don't know, six weeks ago, my GP talked me into getting the shingles vaccine which I kind of didn't want to do. Um, I used to be, I don't want to say resistant, vaccine hesitant. I used to not get a lot of vaccines. I didn't get the flu vaccine. Um, it's because I'm a little bit of a hippy dip, dippy health nut. Um, I, you know, do a lot of, I don't ever take um, any kind of analgesics <laughs> until yesterday. Uh, I don't take, you know, aspirin or Tylenol or anything like that. Um, you know, people who know me well know that. Uh, I just really don't believe in over-medicating. I haven't had antibiotics in, I don't know, a couple of decades. Uh, and I'm fortunate that I enjoy good health and I have the privilege of being able to do that. But um, so, yeah, I've just, it, it's not that I absolutely believe in immunization. I have to put that up front. Uh, if you've been listening for a long time, you know that I was all along, can't wait to get the COVID vaccine. Um, and I'm a scientist and, you know, so I absolutely, and I've taken immunology. To, so, you know, I absolutely believe in immunization. I just don't believe in doing it if it's not necessary. So I kind of didn't want to get the shingles vaccine, but uh, my GP talked me into it um, because when I was a kid, I did have chicken pox and I had it really, really badly. And so apparently that makes the possibility that you will get shingles later in life much more uh, likely. So I was like, fine, fine, I'll get it. So got my shingles vaccine and, and I think in part too, I have become such a fan of vaccines because of the epidemic, because of the pandemic. Um, you know, so far as I know, I've never had COVID. I've had, um, you know, four shots so far, my, you know, first two in my boosters. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer. Uh, I just uh, think that that vaccine saved us, right? So I was like, okay, fine. I'll get shingles vaccine. So then they were bugging me to get the follow-up because you have to have the follow-up in like ideally two months, no more than six months because otherwise you have to start over. And so my doctor's office is really good. I like this new doctor's office because they do follow up with me. Um, they're a little bit of, you know, a little nudgy, but I probably need nudging, so that's okay. Uh, so, you know, they're like, we need to get that second vaccine. Okay, fine. So I scheduled it for Wednesday afternoon. I had a nail appointment at 3. I thought, oh, I'll get my vaccine at 2.30, you know, so, you know, consolidate my errands. And uh, when she gave it to me, I mean, pretty much as she's giving it to me, she says, so this one might hit you harder than the first. Um, and 
you know, if you get a fever, you can take Tylenol. And I'm thinking to myself, ha, 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 I never take Tylenol. I'll just, you know, get through it. Because I, you know, like from the COVID vaccines and so forth, I did occasionally get a mild fever. And uh, she said, but if your fever gets up to 103, go to the emergency room. And I was thinking, ha, 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 I don't want to go to the emergency room. I'm not going to. So I was fine. I felt totally fine until I woke up in the middle of the night and I was cold and it, it was a hot night <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit, I have a fever, but I kept sleeping. And in the morning I felt like a truck had hit me and I wrote a little bit. I had some coffee, wrote a little bit, went to writer coffee. I almost considered begging off of writer coffee, but one of the guys was driving up from Albuquerque and you know, kind of felt bad blowing him off. So I went to write her coffee and I felt a little odd. Oh, and I did have a fever. I had like a fever of 99 when I woke up. And for me, that's kind of a lot because I tend to be a cold person. I, I tend to be around like 95, 96. So I was like, okay, significant fever, but not 103. So I came home and I was getting ready to work and I just thought, I'm not going to be able to, I need to lie down. So I went to lie down and I slept for three hours, three freaking hours in the middle of the day. Totally unlike me. And when I woke up, I had a fever of 101.3, not 103 though. So, and I was miserable. <laughs> I didn't feel good. You guys. Oh, you people folks. So I went, um, I, David went and got, some Tylenol from the store for me and I took one just to make myself more comfortable and yeah and and I'm fine today but I've mentioned it to a couple of people you know and they're like oh yeah that second shingles vaccine is a killer and it's like well I wish they told me on the phone because I would have scheduled it for like a Friday afternoon so I wouldn't lose a whole day of writing um yesterday I got like 64 words and I was so good because I was going to do a full hour before writer coffee. Oh no, I got more than that. I lied. It, I, I was actually doing pretty well. I got 254 words in the first half hour and and that's pretty good for me starting up, ramping up for the day. So if I'd done the second half hour, I probably would have gotten up to six or 700, which is typical for me for the first hour, except then I went to lie down for that in that second half hour because I thought, oh, I'm not going to make it to a writer copy. I need to go close my eyes. So I went and took a 20 minute nap and anyway, the rest is history. So I got my 3k days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yesterday, 254 words. Um, damn science anyway. So uh, we'll see how I do today. I think I'm, I'm feeling good. I, I was noticing I'm a little bit sleepy. I'm yawning, so we'll see. But um, book is going well. Happy with it. Um, so, and of course, there's no particular deadline. I just want to get it done before I start my traveling, and I can finish a lot of it next week. So, um, other things that are going on, like what? I don't know. Uh, I finished reading Naomi Novik's Skalamoth's trilogy and I made myself a note to talk about it. And now I'm not even sure what I want to say. 
Uh, I mentioned on the podcast on Monday that Jennifer Uden did a great um, spoiler-filled analysis of it, um, and it is worth reading. I'll just keep the link in there, uh, but it is very spoilery, and I was glad I waited till I was all done. Um, I did find the ending a little bit. I I just I think Naomi Novik is so brilliant. I just love her storytelling and her world building. And and in some ways, I don't know, reading reading something that's really well written, so you know, like this really great um and I am I would call this one fantasy because it's magic, not tech. So it's, you know, this fantasy world building as I'm writing um, is very stimulating for me, feeds what I'm doing. But at the same time, she, um, what she did with this trilogy is really an accomplishment. And I'm sorry that I'm reading it late because I don't understand why the third book wasn't nominated for a nebula. It should have been. The way she brought together the story threads over time, um, sort of gradually revealing the layers of the world um, and what was going on was, it, it was just remarkable. It was just so well done. Um, and it made me feel like my stupid little story <laughs> has no depth, no resonance. Like why, why, why? But Naomi, let's talk about your romance. <laughs> Um, she always, every book of hers that I've read anyway, um, takes the steam out of the romance at the end. And by steam, I don't even mean, you know, like, like hot steam spiciness. I mean, she makes the <clears throat> relationship be, she de-emphasizes it. It's like, it's just she stays away from the emotions of the relationship. So even in this story, even though a huge piece of it is uh, trying to save the guy she loves, it's, um, yeah, the emotion's not there. And I suppose we, we all write in different ways. I'll write the emotions and Naomi can do the brilliant world building since uh, I'm clearly not going to. <laughs> I want to pause, and I have to remember not to pause since that messes it up. I'm going to have to move this one hanging plant. And I think I'm just going to have to, just going to have to do it because um, it's really getting fried. I like that position for it, but yeah, it's getting fried. Apropos of nothing at all, sorry. So anyway, um, one of the things I loved about Scholomance um, which uh, Jennifer did not touch on, so of course now I have to write her an email and say, but you didn't say anything about this, is I love the idea of how it went from everyone being for themselves to people being cooperative and helping each other. Uh, and I, I think that's just a wonderful theme to have. Uh, I did think... Um, Yeah, there's some things she did with the relationships in the third book that just struck me as very odd, and I'm not sure why she did that. Um, but the uh, 
yeah, the world building, the the fantasy story um, is where Naomi Novik excels. And yeah, I just love, 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 highly recommend. Will not really uh, satisfy your romance itch if you have one like I do. But it's also not one where you're really left tantalized and hanging. It's just like it's it's never really there. I mean, like I felt like spinning silver and uprooted left me hanging uh, because I thought that there was going to be more, you know, the romantic tension never delivered. And in this case, there's really just not that much romantic tension, even though this one is ostensibly um, like a great love affair. So there we are. Um, let's see. So what else is going on? Oh, so one of the gals in my Patreon discord, Duffy's Closet, uh, said something very interesting. She was asking a question about, about when you're making choices, when you're writing in stories and making choices and you decide to go this way instead of that way. And then and that she kind of knew that, yeah, you know, I'm not putting this very well. Like when she knows that she probably should have gone the other direction, but chooses not to. And then when she gets comments back from her developmental editor, which is great that she is working with one because she's newbie, um, that they're like, oh, you should have gone this other direction. And she's like, I knew it. I knew you should have gone the other direction. And so she was asking me for input on that. And it's an interesting question because there are certainly times that I um, do not go <laughs> the direction that I think I should. Now, I'm going to back up slightly and tell you that my ultimate answer to her was, is I think she's just learning. It's, this is just a symptom of learning that this is, um, it's easy to retcon. It, you know, like when you get the feedback from your editor saying, oh, well, you should go this direction, that it's easy to think, oh, I knew I should have. And it's like, well, no, actually you, you had choices and you made it, you must have thought that the choice you went with was a good one. Um, so, you know, don't, don't retcon those kinds of things. Listen to your editorial feedback. Now, for me, there are definitely times when like I'm trying to write a book with say more action or more fast paced or less people having long conversational exchanges. And, and I know, I know I should do this thing because it's like what I set out to do. It's like, Oh, I was going to do this from the beginning. And then I don't. Um, and that's partly me being an intuitive writer. It's sometimes, you know, the story brain wants to go where the story brain wants to go sometimes. And definitely learning when to listen to that and when to ignore it is uh, an acquired skill. I mean, it takes a long time to figure that out. But I've also learned not to try to force the story to be something that it's not. You know, like I am probably Naomi Novik will never write romance, right? It's just not in her as an author. Um, and I will probably never write the intricate kind of fantasy world building that Naomi does because 
that's just not the writer that I am, much as I admire it. I could set out to write like Naomi Novik, and I know that, and because I've done this kind of thing before, where I've thought, okay, I want to try to write a book like X, and I know that once I get partway through it, that it will be, um, you know, starts going in a different direction. It wants to go the direction it wants to go, and you know, some of that is I'm not in complete control of my creative process, and that's okay because the creative process is is a gift, right? It it gives itself to me, so I don't, uh, in return, I don't try to control it. Does that make sense? That might be a little, little odd, um, but it's absolutely true. I know that I, one thing, I, one lesson I've learned over and over again is when I try to control the story, when I try to make it go in a particular direction is when I bog down. That's when, and, and sometimes it'll just flat out screech to a halt until I go the direction the story wants to go. And that's just the way it is, right? So, um, but I do think that there are times, I don't even know how to explain this. When I know that I should do a thing and it does take for somebody else to tell me that I should do it for me to do it. And I don't know what that syndrome is. And this was exactly what she was asking. So a good example of this is the amethyst run, which is out on submission right now. So it's hard for me to talk too specifically about it, but I had started the story and caveat, right? I'm always saying figuring out where to start the story is one of the most difficult tasks. I had started the story in the particular, this particular place, which is my usual instinct, right? And you have to learn to divide out instinct from habit, right? It's my habit. I started out with a conversation that was essentially, oh, hey, did you hear about such and so this thing that happened? And it's, it's in some ways the inciting event that kicks off the story. Um, it's a little bit it's more like the background world event that sets this off. It's not the exact one for this story, but you feel me. Uh, so I was having, I was at writer copy and talking to the folks and I said, you know, um, I was thinking that maybe I should start the story instead with this race. Cause one of the protagonists is like essentially a race car driver, a fantasy version of a race car driver. Uh, and I said, you know, I wonder if maybe I should start with the race, you know, and have this whole, you know, like, and sort of demonstrate the world building and the magic system through the race and all of this and have that be the first chapter and then go to this scene. And, uh, and my friend Jim Sorensen's looking at me and he's like, wait, you're saying that's not where you started? And I said, no, I started with this conversation. I was just thinking maybe I should do this race as the start. And he said, oh, well, I was thinking, what a great place to start. He's like, why didn't you do that? And I'm like, I don't know, come <laughs> um, Because it's not my, it's not my story instinct. Um, I don't like writing action scenes. Um, but I did do that. And, you know, everybody says that first chapter is gripping. And so, yeah. What is that? I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, I would love other thoughts. Do people have feedback, especially you uh, experienced authors out there? Because I know you're listening. Uh, tell me what you think. Um, why, why do we do that? Why do we have to have somebody else say, you know, you really should do that for us to go ahead and do it? It's a weird thing. It's a weird creativity thing. So anyway, um, I am off to see if I can get some work done today. I hope that you all uh, make good choices. I think maybe one thing to think about is that a lot of, you know, we talk about good choices and in life, you know, it's like there are no, occasionally there's good choices, but usually it's equally good choices. You know, you go down this path or that path and neither is wrong. Uh, so just different paths. You all take care and I'll talk to you Monday. Bye-bye.